sermon audio is a presentation of First International Baptist Church of Copenhagen, Denmark. So for those who didn't catch my name earlier, my name's Ewan, and I'm a member of this church, and it's real, my real privilege to uh, bring the message today. Um, we're continuing uh, in the series on Acts, and I'm going to be speaking about the early church. As we look at this passage that describes uh, early Christians, I trust that this is going to be more than just a history lesson. Uh, my prayer is that today, as we leave church, we'll be excited and renewed in our desire uh, to serve God and his church, which actually is each other, really. Um, for those who don't know, I'm, my family and I, we come from Australia, uh, and I've been checking the fire situation, I think everyone's heard of that in Australia. And um, when I've been checking the news on the internet, I, I saw an article that was about a church in Australia, and it was about, at the same time as the leader of this um, church in Australia was opening a multi-million dollar facility, another member of the church uh, was a victim of abuse in that church and had um, crowdfunded uh, simply to pay for their cancer treatment. And it was looking at the difference between the success of this church and then the actual life experience of one of the individuals. Now, I'm not going to talk any more about that article, but it really made me think about how much the church has changed since this early time of the early Christians. Um, there's only six verses in this passage today, they're very short, um, and I've only got three ideas. So, those three are. One, the foundation of the church. What unites us and why are we really here in church? And number two, uh, what does our faith move us to do? How does it change us? And three, what does worship look like for the changed people of God? So three ideas, six verses. Uh, if you have a Bible with you, um, you can look along. We're starting in verse 42 of chapter 2. So let's start. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So let's look at the story so far. In the beginning, God created the world. And without summarizing the entire Bible, um, Human beings are created for relationship with God and each other. Um, but the world's not perfect. And relationships are marked by sin. And we see all of the Old Testament leading up to Jesus. Jesus' teaching and example are radically different um, from what we expect. And Jesus dies to bring us uh, to God, basically. Jesus is crucified and then rises from the dead. When Jesus leaves to heaven, the believers are entrusted to carry on uh, the work of spreading the good news. 
uh, and his followers do carry on. Uh, initially, they're still members of the Jewish church uh, or the Jewish community um, in some way, but for Christians, there's a big difference. Jesus, right? Uh, and the apostles share this message. Um, so from the beginning, uh, this message and belief unites the Christians, and it's central to their meeting. We can see that in verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. There's a truth that Christians believe, and it's built on facts. The death and resurrection of Jesus. It's a belief with depth. It's a belief that can withstand the scrutiny of centuries. And it's a not a, there's not a big spectacle to cover up, you know, a lack of substance. Um, it's striking the lack of ritual that we have here, right? Uh, it's encouraging, I think, for all of us uh, that we don't need a great performance to bring people in. Uh, essentially, the early church just met together, they ate together, and they studied God's Word together. Now, it's nice to be around, nice to be uh, among friends, but what unites the Christians is their common faith, right? The apostles' teaching is, of course, what we have in the Old Testament and the Bible. Um, the accounts of Jesus', Jesus life and death and the letters to the churches. Um, it's different to a school social that we might enjoy or a family lunch. There's something really powerful about church meeting, something earth-shattering about being in church. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the church in Ephesus, describes the church as being, uh, in Ephesians 2.20, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. It's a very grand way that Paul describes it here. But it's also very simple. It's us. God living in us through his spirit. Do you ever wonder why uh, we come to church or, or study the Bible together, Bible study, life group, home group, growth group, or whatever it's called? Or have you ever gone to church and come back thinking, why did I bother? What was it made it worthwhile or not worthwhile? I'd like to challenge us today to think that it's the truth that makes that difference, the truth of Jesus that brings value. And this is what we should be desiring when we come to church. Now, the version of the Bible that I read uh, just now says it uses the word devoted. Uh, they were devoted to the word. And what does this mean? I think devotion here is valuing teaching above all others, right? It's even more than a foundation. It's a joy in the Word of God. Now, sometimes when we read the Bible, uh, it doesn't inspire us much at all. But the devotion actually keeps us going day after day. 
And this same devotion pushes us to come to church. Uh, I encourage you to consider that devoted applies when you don't actually feel devoted. Now, I became Christian as an adult, uh, but I did go to church when I was a young child. Uh, I didn't hate it, but I certainly didn't like it either. Uh, when we look at the Bible and have someone share um, the message or read the Bible, but then we consider it as something that just has to be endured uh, before we get the chance to catch up with friends, uh, look, it breaks my heart because that was my childhood experience. And that's not what Christianity is about at all. Yeah, and it's certainly not the picture we have in this passage here. The passage doesn't say they were pretty bored when they looked at the Bible, but enjoyed a good chat over a coffee, right? It doesn't say that. And I'm not saying that as a self-serving com uh, comment where I shame you into paying more attention to what I'm saying. It's not like that at all. Um, actually, you can forget about this tour and just think about after the service is over uh, and we're in our fellowship hour. Can we have a uh, conversation that's built on substance? Uh, I challenge you to tell someone what God's been doing in your life or what God's been telling you, uh, what God's been teaching you. I challenge you in that um, time when we meet together. Uh, I think people have a tendency to actually base their beliefs on their actions. Um, and Christian values can vary from person to person. Um, but this is, of course, the opposite of what we want, right? Um, how can we make our beliefs anchored, right? It's obvious. It's in reading the Word. It's reading the Bible. Um, other books and videos and self-help things um, about living have their place. But we need to be really careful not to neglect the hard work of uh, reading the Bible. The Word of God is life-changing. And it's much more than just um, advice from a friend. Um, there's good reasons why we should believe the apostles. The first reason is because they build on the law and the prophets. It's consistent with the whole teaching of the Bible. And there's a difference between a talk or a sermon, which you might agree with or disagree with. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure if that's right. Um, and we look at verse 43. It says, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. The miracles performed by the apostles give weight and authority to their teaching. As we continue through Acts, we see many of these miracles described. The apostles were chosen by God to share the good news. And like Jesus' miracles, which demonstrate his power, when the apostles do their miracles, it doesn't show their own power, it shows God's power working through them. And so now to my second point. In verse 44, it says, all the believers had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Now, a couple of the commentaries I looked at um, felt it was really important to point out that uh, the early Christians weren't actually communists because they did it voluntary. Now, I'll leave it up to you to decide whether that is enough to uh, make any difference. This image may threaten some people's idea of what Christian life um, should be, but that really misses the point. 
because the Bible isn't a book or textbook on how we should have a government, right? Instead, it's a challenge to consider what this says about our interpersonal relationships, how we consider or love one another. When you look at the body of believers around you, do you see Jesus? And if we're talking about Jesus, do our actions show Jesus? The Apostle James puts it really well when he says in James 2.15, Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food. If one of you, goes, um, if one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself it is, it is not accompanied by actions, is dead. Well, what kind of uh, faith do you have if it doesn't impact your life or actions? To have a life that does not reflect God's teaching is basically to be a hypocrite. To hear a good talk, faithful to the truth of the gospel, is a foundation. But to leave today with your mind engaged but not your heart is not to have been at church, really. And now, I'm not a paid member of the church. So I feel very comfortable saying to everyone uh, that without giving, this church wouldn't exist. Uh, And that the budget we have in this church is very outward focused, not just uh, spiritually, but also materially as well. Um, Look, it's hard here not to comment and sound dictatorial or preachy, um, and at myself, of course, as well. But I think the best advice that I could find is from Jesus when he says in Luke 7.47 that someone who's been forgiven much loves much. So a friendly reminder to look around, um, to look around and see what other needs there are in our church community and the wider community, but also to look around and see what God has done for us. Which brings me to my third and final point, which is, if we believe the teaching and the testimony of the apostles, and we're cut to the heart, uh, not just engaged mentally, but in other words, the Holy Spirit has changed us from having hearts of stone but hearts of flesh, what should our meetings look like? Well, halfway through uh, verse 46, sorry. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. The first thing to notice is their sharing, uh, and this characterizes their attitude, something I've already talked about. But let's be honest, uh, sometimes in life we just can't help but be annoyed. Uh, We get annoyed about something or other. But regardless, we can still spend our time praising God. It's a challenging idea. I think it's, it's maybe easier when you're young or a new Christian. I think as you get older, life uh, too easily becomes a series of complaints about everything and everything. Um, and I don't mean to comment on whether um, or not some of us have had a hard life, right? But surely, surely what God has done for us far outweighs the disappointments we have in life. He gave his son for us, 
I want to share the response um, to grace that Paul in 2 Corinthians 9 says, where he thanks God for the gift too wonderful to explain. He simply says in verse 15, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I'm not saying we should pretend life is great when it, when it isn't. And of course we shouldn't be satisfied with injustice and we should fight for the wrong in the world. Uh, but meeting together should be about building each other up. And what better way than remembering God's grace and forgiveness? And as if our forgiveness isn't enough, uh, think about what we can be thankful for. As James says, every good gift comes from above. Do you feel that? So to finish, verse 44 says they had everything in common. Talking, of course, materially, how they shared. But actually, they had something else in common that we have in common. Jesus. Um, in Ephesians 1.21, God raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only for the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. The fullness of him fills everything in every way. So the church is God's, or is Christ's body and should look like him. And a church isn't a concept. It's actually a collection of individuals. It's us. And Christ gave his life for the church. So it matters a lot. Ephesians again, Ephesians 5.25, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. It's not the church building that's going to be presented. I think we all know that. But it's also not the institution either. It's the people, it's the members of the church. It's the body of believers. Uh, and maybe this, uh, challenge will, this passage will challenge uh, the way we look at the history of the church. But more importantly, it should challenge our actions, right? In our previous church, we had a friend um, who said, oh, I enjoyed coming to church. I just needed a Jesus injection. And look, I think it's an endearing, it's an endearing comment. It really is. But uh, where would that Jesus injection come from? if we think about it, right? Well, it comes from God's Spirit dwelling in all of us. And it comes from our friend who was coming to church. He brings the Holy Spirit in him when he comes to church as well. Um, so each one of us needs to remember this. As we come to meet together, uh, we meet together and we give as much as we receive. We can give encouragement as well as receive encouragement. Remember, Paul describes the church as being us who, in Jesus, are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his Spirit. 
Do you feel that when you come to church? Sometimes. So to conclude, six verses, three ideas. One, devote ourselves to the teaching. Let's put in the effort to hear what God has to say. Two, let's make our actions reflect our beliefs. Look around to see what other people's needs are, but importantly, look around to see what God has done for us. Someone who is forgiven much, loves much. And remember, the church doesn't exist without us. So come to encourage as well as be encouraged. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and we ask that you will help us to cherish it. Help us to have actions that reflect our beliefs. And we ask that you bless our church. Please bless our conversations. Bless our fellowship as we meet together. Build us up as a church. And we thank you for Jesus who gave his life for us and for our church. Amen. This has been a presentation of First International Baptist Church of Copenhagen, Denmark. To listen to more sermon podcasts or to learn more about FIBC, please visit www.fibc.dk or facebook.com forward slash FIBC CPH. Thank you for listening.